Do you believe in ghosts? Tonight's story is about a young woman's experience at an unusually creepy party, where everything isn't quite what it seems. As always, visit ghost-stories.co.uk and vote for if you think tonight's story was adapted from fact or a pure work of fiction. You're listening to Ghost Stories, and this is The Party. A few years ago, just before Christmas, I'd started at this new job. They'd invited me to the Christmas party, which I was excited to go to, but I was also a bit nervous because I didn't really know anyone there yet. When I arrived, the first thing I noticed was the music. It wasn't like your usual DJ kind of club mixes, but it wasn't like Christmas classics either, you know, like Slade. It was this sped up version of Jingle Bells, and it was deafening. Then there were these lights. They were were the Christmas tree lights, but they weren't warm and inviting. They felt kind of cold and eerie, like if you looked carefully, you might realise there were actually eyes in the dark. As I walked up the stairs to the club, I had a bit of a creepy feeling in my stomach, like I was headed somewhere dangerous. The lights in the stairwell were flickering, and it was like, you know, in a horror movie, and you'd be shouting at the screen, turn around, leave while you can. I opened the doors and I could see a really busy dance floor. I made my way through trying to find the bar, trying to find my colleagues, but I didn't really recognise anyone. I didn't know many people at work, you know, as I I said, but I, I did know some of their faces and I started to worry that I was at the wrong party. I would look really stupid and what an awful first impression. That's when I saw them. The first one I saw was my grandmother. She's been dead about 12 years and I don't really remember her that well. Then there was this old family friend, and then a school friend of mine who was killed in an accident. I turned around to take in the rest of the room and the crowd, but I felt dizzy and confused and I started to panic. What was going on? Was I seeing things? I found the toilets and I shut myself in. I couldn't comprehend what was happening and I felt like I was going crazy. I imagine that as you listen to this, you're probably thinking, Jesus, get it together. Especially later on, you'll probably think I'm a crybaby, but seriously, think about this. How would you react if everything you knew was torn apart? I wouldn't consider myself a particularly anxious person, but I was a wreck at this point, and you would be too. I decided I needed to leave. Everything had been fine until I got here. Everything was normal. I'd obviously gone to the wrong place and I just needed to find a member of staff to ask and I'm sure they'd point me in the right direction. I went to go back the way I came but I couldn't see the door. Just a booth. Maybe it had been one of those doors that blends into the wall. I went to go back the way I came but I couldn't see the door, just a booth. I looked around. Maybe it had one of those doors that blends into the wall. There was a bar. Um, I went to once that had a revolving um, bar area and I'd been queuing for ages and when I finally got to get my drink and went to walk back to my table I was on the other side of the venue without a clue how it happened. That had been pretty funny but this wasn't. So I started to list all the things that you'd do to test if you're in a dream. 
I read the back of a bottle. Um, I stared at myself in the mirror, taking in all the details in the room. I pinched myself. I ran the tap and splashed my face with cold water. It all seemed real to me and that made it much worse. I'd seen an advent candle burning out by the Christmas tree. You know the ones that they list all the days in December up until Christmas and you burn them down each day. So I went back out there and I dipped my finger into the red wax and it burned against my fingernail for a second and then it became a hard shell. So this was obviously very, very real. Thank God I finally saw my friends. There's uh, three, three women I work with in my department. So I just ran towards them shouting, Catherine, Evie, Tara. But they were glassy-eyed, just like all the rest. They were just staring, just standing there. I couldn't get through to them, and I was trying to avoid all the other people. So I was running around groups and kind of sticking close to the walls. Catherine, I shouted, and I waved. But just as I got close to them, suddenly an alarm sounded and everyone turned. They stopped and then suddenly ran in my direction to the door. This great horde of people and this deafening siren. I was overwhelmed. I was panicking and I thought I was going to get stampeded. I crouched down with my fingers over my ears and my eyes squeezed shut. I could feel my chest heaving with sobs, but I couldn't hear over the sound of the alarm, the crashing, the running. I kept my hands tight over my head and my facial muscles were starting to hurt from the strain of closing my eyes and I thought I was going to pass out. And then, when I opened my eyes, they took a few seconds to focus. The light was bright and I was confused. Things blurred back together and I could see a chair, a whiteboard and a fan. And I looked down and I was in bed and I was in a hospital gown. How did I get here? There was a remote control by my bed and I saw a button that said call, so I pressed it. A nurse came in, she was all smiles and she said, wakey wakey, you've woken up then. It's a bit unnecessarily perky, given that I didn't have a clue what was going on. When I went to speak, my voice rasped. I cleared my throat and swallowed. The nurse said, oh, I wouldn't worry about talking just yet, dear. It always takes a while for the voice to come back after a coma. Coma, I thought. My eyes must have widened in shock and I managed to scrape a what out of my mouth. And she said, oh yes, dear. Honestly, this woman was starting to get on my nerves. Who is this laid back about something so shocking? You've been in a coma for a couple of weeks now. We're in a new year and I'm afraid you've missed Santa. A few weeks. Was she serious? How could this have happened? It was a week before Christmas last time I checked. This is weird. She twittered on for a while about God knows what while I was trying to figure out in my head what was happening. Did I cross a time portal? Did I die? Where have I been? My family arrived shortly after. They were all excited, tearful, hugging. They gave me a newspaper. It said on the 19th of December, a car had overturned on a dangerous junction after a collision with a lorry. Three passengers had died and one was in a serious condition in hospital. That was me. I had driven with my friends, I don't remember that, I only remember arriving at the party. My family said I never made it there, my friends were gone. 
my stomach turned and I said I'm, I'm going to be sick. I was hyperventilating. How did this happen? I kept saying we went to the party. We went there. We need to get them out. My family tried to reassure me and they hit the button for the nurse. She said she said she was going to give me a sedative. She sent my family home saying this was all too much. I need some rest. I didn't want to sleep. I asked her not to make me sleep. I didn't want to go back to that party. I had a dreamless sleep and I woke up sometime in the night and the memories from that day just came flooding back to me. My finger was itching where they had one of those monitors, you know, the ones that clip over. I pulled it off, but I could see under my finger now there was something red and flaky. Something that looked remarkably like candle wax. Did our storyteller really experience a meeting of various souls in the afterlife, or was it nothing more than a vivid dream brought on by an induced coma? I don't know, but whatever it was certainly seemed frightening. That's all for this week, but for show credits be sure to visit ghost-stories.co.uk and vote for if you think the party was based on fact or a pure work of fiction. And be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching for Ghost Stories the Podcast, and of course subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We would normally leave you with a preview of our next episode. However, we're going to be taking a short mid-season break to work through all the great stories we receive. Be sure to keep an eye on Facebook for updates for the second part of Season 3 of Ghost Stories the Podcast, as we will be back soon. And of course, don't stop asking. Do you believe in ghosts? Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Come on, one more rep. You got this. Uh, Ten. There it is. Nice work, man. You're a beast. Thanks, man. I feel better than I have in years. And I got to tell you, taking Nugenics makes a huge difference for me. Nugenics? That's the uh, testosterone booster with TV ads with Frank Thomas. The big hurt, right? Oh, yeah. This is a legit product. The key ingredient is testophen, which helps boost free testosterone levels and increase lean muscle mass. Well, it's clearly working for you. Hey, are they still giving out complimentary bodies? for people to try for themselves? Yeah, Nugenics is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. Man, I need to get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics. No problem. You just got to send them a text. Text BODY to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Nugenics samples are not available in stores, so text BODY to 42424 right now. Text B-O-D-Y to 42424. That's BODY to 42424. Four.